This week, we got an epic rise and fall of one of history's most celebrated and controversial leaders. We're talking movies, we're talking Napoleon, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, and Rupert Everett. Written by David Scarpa and directed by Ridley Scott. Chris, destiny has brought me this lamp chop. <laughs> you think you're great? You're just a teeny little brute? That is nothing without me. Say it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Today, we're going to be talking about a not-so-short man, but it might be a kind of short episode, because we're talking about Ridley Scott's 2023 epic film, and there's some asterisks on that, Napoleon. Uh, So, Scott, uh, why don't you take us away? You know what? Like, I think you've missed your calling. Like, I think journalism should have been it man because you know how to bury a lead like a motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) you've missed your calling but yeah um i'm guessing we're we're actually going to be the same on this one which i'm kind of surprised uh about but yeah this was just like um you know it was a one and done right like hey it's it's a ridley scott film it um looks like a ridley scott film acts like a ridley scott film and i'll probably never watch it again but yeah like it 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 didn't you know garner enough that i was like man this was this was it right which is it's still it's accomplishment like i'd say apple film studios like it it is a good like um little piece for what they had this year getting released right yeah so this is the weird thing about ridley scott so i would say that you know the last three ridley scott films you know this house of gucci and the last duel this is starting to kind of be the vibe of a ridley scott film which is they kind of fucking suck like the guy can the guy can still he's a master of a battle sequence but every time he tries to do the like dramatic component, and again, House of Gucci was a fucking train wreck. Looked beautiful. Uh, the Last Duel, fucking kind of pointless, and uh, but had a great Last Duel. And this one is again, this is just like a fucking nightmare of a film to watch. Uh, I'm definitely not going to get into the historical accuracies, ac- accuracies or inaccuracies, in the inaccuracies. I just don't know enough about the Napoleonic Wars, so I'm just going to be talking about it as a film. But I can't believe sometimes that this is the same guy that did Blade Runner, Gladiator, American Gangster, Thelma and Louise, Black Hawk Down. Like, this guy's a fucking good filmmaker. And I almost want to be like, Ridley, baby, step the fuck away from the director's chair for a bit and, like, sort your shit out. Because if you keep going in this vein, you are not going to be remembered as the, as the fucking dope-ass filmmaker that you are. You're going to be remembered as a guy that just turned out a bunch of fucking garbage at the end of your career. And I, I definitely don't want to see that. Like, Gladiator's like... Well, one of my you can't... Films. He's what? Like, he was born in 37, right? Okay. So he's in his 80s. Like, okay, maybe, then stop know. fucking making films. Like, Well, what I was going to say is, it's like that old added he's he's fucking 86 years old good Mm. for him 
Um, it's not an old age advantage, right? Once you stop, that's when you stop, right? Oh, like you, you die. Like basically, moving. you're worried yeah. that if he stops making films, he's gonna fucking die. Yeah, that, that's why. Because I, I think he has like another four on his slate already. Well, like, his yeah, Gladiator has... Two is is the next big, big thing that I am definitely not uh, excited about. Because first off. So this is written by David, uh, is it Scarpa? Is that how you say his name? I'm going to assume it's Scarpa. Well, that's how I said it. All right, cool. It <laughs> doesn't mean that's how yeah, it's Yeah, right. I mean, that's what we do on this show. Uh, how'd you like the way we butchered your name? Uh, so he did The Last Castle, which I actually think is a pretty cool film. The Day the Earth Sits Still, garbage. All the Money in the World, okay. And then Glad- this and Gladiator 2. Like, that's like his, basically his whole filmography. I, I don't think I missed much there. Other than the fact that he worked with Ridley on all the money in the world, like, what the fuck? This guy has no business being the guy that writes a fucking Napoleonic era, you know, political war drama. Like, there's nothing in this guy's fucking repertoire that I'd be like, you know what? You seem like the type of fucking guy that should come out and do this. Like, even... Well, you're... Go ahead. I was going to say, you're making it assume that maybe he had the script already written. Maybe no one came to him to write the script. Whatever. He brought the script. Whatever. What I'm saying is like, there's nothing about this guy's repertoire that would make me trust a fucking script by him. That is of, of, of epic proportion on this. This is not somebody that it's not like, you know, it's not coming from a book like, you know, master and commander or any of these types of things. Right. And so, okay. So let's take what you said. Maybe he had this fucking script. That means motherfucking Ridley Scott. And I think maybe Ridley Scott needs to spend some time reading fucking scripts because uh, the stories around the original Gladiator, which again, fantastic film, is there was like tons of shit not written when they went into production. Like they were just fucking winging it. Uh, But the thing with Gladiator is uh, I think it really hinges on the fact it is primarily a fight film, whether it's an epic battle or in the in the um, not the auditorium, the Coliseum. The drama stuff kind of just is in there, and I think it's well done. But there's so much just fucking awesomeness, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Well, it's just, well, Gladiator, give or take, is just Spartacus kind of rewritten. Yeah. Right? So it's just like like anything. It's a story you've already, you kind of know. And I think the fact that um, Russell Crowe, like that, that performance is really what, got you fucking going back there right like i think i watched it twice in theaters gladiator when that came out because it was so fucking good right i I think it was the first film i ever watched like multiple like went back i think i saw it at least twice maybe even three times and it was like the first film that like as an adult i was like oh shit i want to go watch this fucking film again and this is do you want to tell everybody what what the movie was as a child that you went back to well, I was a child, so I, I got to go to the whatever fucking movie my parents took me to. That's no, not. No, I didn't get to make. A, I didn't make a real. I didn't get to. I didn't have my own just, money, so I couldn't do that. So, just a minute. It was Spice World. You went multiple <laughs> times to go watch Spice. World. I uh, remember. I'm a little bit older than you, so I actually have never actually seen Spice Spice World. Anyway, back to Napoleon. So I think that Ridley Scott needs to just go. What am I really good at? Right. I am really good at shooting combat sequences. So. You could do Napoleon and just do the fucking war shit. You know what I mean? Even though, like, he, I, I would even allow him to get into maybe some of the basic politics. Um, but just don't try and make it a drama. And, and, and not that I don't think that, like, Josephine in the life of Napoleon is super important. You're not doing a good job of showing that aspect. 
So just give me three hours of fucking badass Napoleonic War, and we'll give you a fucking Oscar Best Picture. Good. We're done. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Instead, you're turning out fucking almost unwatchable fucking films. Like, so my one, I have actually have two quotes this week because I needed two to kind of cover how I felt. So Deborah Ross from The Spectator said, it does have the feel of a film that's been scissored to death. The battle sequences are spectacular, but the jackhammer cutting style, hang on, how did we get from here to here, means the storytelling is hurried and confusing. 100%. You're like, you're here, then they're like you're in the French Revolution, and then Napoleon's going off to fight a battle, and then he's meeting Josephine, and then they're like, hey, maybe you should, you know, be part of the leadership team, and oh, now we're off to another battle, and nothing really gets like, like the Battle of Moscow, or the Battle of Russia, or whatever you want to call it, like, that is a fucking epic, you know, part of the Napoleonic saga, because it's basically the beginning, the real beginning of the end of Napoleon, because his army gets decimated. That thing, like, happens in, like, fucking... 15 minutes or something like that like you could have really just hung out in there even the battle of waterloo seemed small for a battle that is a massive battle historical battle you know what i mean now could it be well what was the runtime for this do you remember do you remember runtime is two hours and 37 minutes and there's a director's cut that's going to come out on apple plus that's in the four hour mark so do you think that? You know, it's it's the Snyder cut in Napoleon where that's you your get fo- that okay, four. So, so that's even, what, what, what you get your four hour cut. And so then you're like, well, oh my then God, that's you listen. Amazing. That's your fucking fault as the director. If you you don't you don't put out the film. And I know this happened supposedly with Blade Runner and blah, 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 blah. I'm tired of really Scott's excuses around this shit. It's like the film I'm going to watch in the theater. It better be good. Now, you can be like, this is good, but there's even a better version because I had more time. I'm willing to give you that grace, but you don't get to be like, oh, this is a dog shit fucking film, but why don't you go watch my four hour cut on Apple plus that's not going to fucking happen, buds. Like you needed to take whatever you were going to put in the theater and make it as good as possible. And then the, the four hour cut needs to be the extra needs to be the like extended version, not the shitty version went to the theater gets panned by the critics and then you're like, but, but, but can you give me another hour and a half of your fucking time? Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, that sexual experience was really awful, but I can go longer next time. Like, no, I don't need longer fucking of this awful experience. Now I I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming you have what, the film. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I was going to say, what about like, the hateful eight doesn't it have also there's like a roadshow edition that's a that's a bit longer no i haven't been able to get a hold of it uh so i thought it was on netflix it's on american netflix so unless you have a um, vpn which it's i this is one of the things that's infuriating with netflix sometimes it's like and i get it it's about licensing like but you have hateful eight on netflix and you have the roadshow edition broken up into sections on the american netflix explain to me how you couldn't get that licensing here and get like it, it's it's irritating because I actually want to see it. Uh, but I like The Hateful Eight. I, the Hateful Eight, the editions, all the, I saw it in the theater. I've seen it on Netflix. All the editions I like. So yeah, you've got some more of that for me? Gimme, 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 gimme. Get that fucking Hateful Eight in my face. Um, but no, I don't want to watch more. And listen, let's be honest. I'm probably going to watch the director's cut of this because it'll be on Apple Plus sometime in January, I'm assuming. Um but I don't think that's a fucking selling point. So 
that's that's kind of my you know really broad take on this film yeah i like um like watching watching it um it was the same like i wasn't i was more trying to figure out because again I, like like you said i didn't know very much about the uh napoleon years and stuff like that and it didn't really like watching this film didn't really the make napoleon years to... sounds like a sitcom similar to the wonder years but set with like a little napoleon <laughs> yeah it's right after marie antoinette right like that's what like i'll say this like you know everybody's about like you know the cameos and shit the fact that you couldn't have Kristen dunst portray fucking marie antoinette at the beginning <laughs> like that would have gave me like some props right there. I would have been like, fuck, there you go, right? With like a punk rock score playing over top of yeah, it, just yeah. like a little homage to uh Sofia Coppola. Right. But um yeah, like like watching this film didn't make me want to like um research it and be like, oh man, like how badass was this guy kind of thing. Uh and it, it's kind of sad because he's like Napoleon's like the MacGuffin and like one of my favorite stories, right? Like Count of Monte Cristo. He like, he's the, he's the thing that kind of sets it off, but yeah, like I was trying to figure out how long this fucking time, like time frame was to, cause I'm like, shouldn't he like be super old by the time this is? Cause it, it made it seem like this was a decades long, like rain when it was like 15 years, I think it was. And I'm like, why is no one getting older? Like everybody looks the exact same from when they met to when they die, except for Vanessa Kirby. She went from short hair to long hair and that was pretty much just it. Yeah, man. I don't know. I didn't get hung up on that. I was uh, too busy, not enjoying the film I was watching in the movie theater. Uh, I'm just actually, so I've got the poster to Napoleon kind of like off to the side of the screen here. And I noticed it says written by David Scarpa. Like that, and and I'm actually, I had read this kind of comment somewhere else too. It was like, who the fuck, is, it's like, Alice, Alice, who the fuck is Alice? Like, who the fuck is David Scarpa that you're putting his name on the fucking poster, right? You're not like, oh, I've never heard of this Ridley Scott guy, but man, I love that fucking remake of fucking, uh, what is it, The End of the World or The Day the Earth Stood Still. I'm gonna go watch this fucking flick. Come on. Jesus Christ, man. Um I mean, Hope I guess you, you never would... walk into the sky in like an alley or something because you're gonna get fucking beat. Like, what's my name, bitch? What's my name? <laughs> How do you like those apples? <laughs> uh, I wonder if like he went back to him as a writer because the last time that Ridley kind of had any Oscar buzz was around um, the uh, all, all the money, money in the Not world, the... right? Yeah. But uh, but the problem was is that all the money in the world, the reason it went to the Oscars had nothing to do with like him. It had to do with the fact that Christopher Plummer got a supporting actor nod, and Christopher Plummer wasn't even supposed to be in the fucking movie. It's because well, they had that, Kevin Spacey. That's a lie. Okay, that's a lie. Well, that's he if was you the take... first choice. Okay. He was Ridley Scott's first choice, but then the studio wanted Spacey. Okay, that's if you believe. Because remember, that statement comes out after. So that's if you believe that statement. But sure, let's go with that. The reality, though, is he was not supposed to be in the fucking movie. They were supposed to do, like, old man makeup on fucking Kevin Spacey. Again, wild. When you have Christopher fucking Plummer, by the way, our boy from fucking Toronto. So, you know, props up to him. Uh, he, he, uh, 
like, why not just cast that amazing actor in the first place? But anyway, I digress. So it's the only reason I can think that. And, but now this guy's also doing fucking gladiator too. Like I am now very, very concerned about how poor gladiator two is going to be. Like poor in story or like just, just dog like, shit. Like it's going to be poor dog the shit. guy who is going to be gladiator and gladiator two is going to be. And he has to then, you know, make his monies they because they didn't have only fan he has to go fight in the coliseum to make money for his starving family is that literally is that... the plot of gladiator 2 it, well if it's not like i should get some fucking credit mr scarpa if you're gonna rewrite that shit and be like <laughs> fuck that's a good idea <laughs> i think that's what a lot no of gladiators idea. did actually i think because they were kind of <laughs> like rock stars at the time anyway so this uh this film's got a 58 from the critics and it's got a 58 from the audience uh, I don't have a list in front of me. I should have actually put it directly in my notes, but like Ridley has not been doing great with like these big block, uh, big blockbuster films, uh, as far as like a return on investment, this had a $200 million budget and it's so far done 173 million, uh, at the box office. Obviously there's an asterisk on that because it's financed by Apple and Apple needs good content. But like the film, both The Last Duel and House of Gucci had big budgets and mostly didn't make their money back or even just broke even. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. You can only wait. Wait, wait. Go ahead. What year did The Last Duel come out? The last, wasn't that last year? This time but last wasn't year? That, wasn't that one of your best picks of 20? Like, no, when no, we do it was our on, year it was, end. No, no, no. It was one of my anticipated films. It was one of the things I was looking forward to. And then we actually... So if Scott, if you haven't heard our show on the House of Gucci, you should go check it out because I basically eviscerated that film. I went to the House of Gucci like a designer to a piece of cloth and a set of scissors. You know what I mean? Chop that up. Okay. No, well, I remember House of Gucci because all you re- I remember you bashing um, Lady Gaga's oh, Russian her Dracula, accent. her Dracula. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Italian fashion. accent that. Ended up being a Russian accent or something like that, but I could have the sworn the last duel was twenty twenty one. According to our producer, it was twenty twenty one. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure if you go back to that episode, you were like fucking chowing down on that shit, like it was like your last meal. You're loving it, um, and I was like, I haven't watched that movie, and I have no intention of watching a movie about rape culture <laughs> and after the Me Too's. But um, oh no, oh you're oh you're talking. Sorry, you're not talking about House of Gucci. You're talking the Last Duel. Yes. Because I remember you were all over it. Like, you loved it. Because uh, you're like, it was his story, her story. and then the I thought, truth. again, again, we're not going to dwell on this. Too. You can go listen to our episode on Last Duel. I highly recommend it. Uh, and then you can let us know how Scott doesn't seem to even know what I'm saying on our own podcast. So, okay. um, any, do you have anything else really to say about this film? Like, Well, like, I think it will be nominated. Like, in terms of budget, I think you're completely right. Because I... I think Apple now is is just doing these like limited releases like they did with um, Flower Moon and stuff like that just to make some money off of it. But it's all about the subscriptions, right? Like all about like the tech and getting people to get the Apple Plus. So I don't think, I think probably if you look at it, it making like three quarters of its budget is probably a plus for them. And come january or february whenever the fuck it is you figure i would know doing this podcast whenever the oscar nominations come out 
I'm sure this is going to get nominated for a couple of things as well, right? Like I could see maybe costume or costume set design. I don't see like acting, that. and I don't. Uh, I, I don't. See I, best I'm going to say maybe Kirby. I'm going to say maybe Vanessa Kirby. Well, as it stands right I'm now, I'm not going to say no she's going to win. Like it's yeah, none of that. the none of the big critic circles or any of those so far. Obviously, Indie Spirits is too small. Uh, Gotham Awards. Uh, again, I don't know if the Gotham Awards would. Um, would count uh but uh, really for the most part it hasn't done great uh in all the lead up stuff so far but you're right like we are at the very beginning of the season right so yeah the cinematography for sure i'm gonna say it gets it uh i don't know what the aacta international awards are but vanessa kirby was nominated for best supporting actress under napoleon which i think is weird yeah, so what you don't know what those awards are, though. <laughs> right, right. But I'm saying, why would she be support? Like, who who would you have put in as? Well, she's definitely the, a supporting the... character. She's not a she's not a lead in this at all. <laughs> like, she, well, he actress. is the lead, right? But actress, I would say she's the. But lead not every movie. No, 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 no. That's come on, man. That's don't embarrass yourself on, online here. Just because a film has a woman in it or a male in it, if they're not in an actual lead role. Some films don't have a lead male or female. Like they've got one or the other, and then the other characters are all supporting. So this film does not have a lead female actor. She is the leading female actor, but she is not in a lead role. She is in a supporting role. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm gonna agree to disagree on this because if you throw in the trailer, if half the trailers her as well as oh well then since, since the trailer shows her as no no lead. i'm just saying that and, and her story is and his like her i'm not gonna say manipulation but her her relationship with him is a vital part of the plot as well uh, I'm, I'm gonna say they probably have pretty similar like if you tie this up they're 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 probably pretty close to the same amount of screen time i'm gonna say joaquin's probably hmm. a little bit more because of the battle well and it's also called napoleon but... <laughs> not napoleon and josephine right so i'm just saying i'm gonna I'm all gonna right take... you know what I'm... you know what no maybe you've uh swayed me a bit i think it could have been i think she and the way this film was pitched prior to people seeing it was the idea was that she would be like the lead, like a lead female and that there was going to be a lot of Napoleon and her. I just feel like the film I actually watched marginalized that character uh, to the point that I don't know if she's a lead, but I'm actually, you know what? I'm willing to, I'm willing to agree with you on this. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. I love when you patronize me. I fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, man, and it's unfortunate because both Vanessa Kirby and uh, Joaquin are fantastic actors. Like, I, I love I love the work to do. She was so good in The Crown uh, as um, Margaret. And I felt like this script does not give these actors a lot to work with. Like, I don't actually blame them for not having great performances because I feel like the dialogue in the script just wasn't there. Like, you can only do so much with nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And, and that's the thing, like... Like I said, like I left it and I was just like, all right, I watched it. I'm like, and it probably was one of the things that um, if we were, if you didn't choose it for this episode, it probably would have been one of those movies like, 
you know, I'll eventually get to, but not like it wasn't on one of my, like, I got to fucking watch this movie kind of thing. I'm glad I saw it in the theater just because those big Napoleonic battles are, I mean, they're, they're grandiose. Like those are well done. And that, like, if I could just go and be like, I want the other director's cut where it's just like the battle, the battle, the battle, someone, sorry, opens head getting chopped off battle, 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 battle. And then we're done. So like a one hour film, I would watch that film again for sure. I was going to say, wasn't that his kingdom of heaven where it was just pretty much just battle, 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 a little bit of drama, battle, battle, battle. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And that's another, actually, you bring up King. That's another one where people like, Oh, so I hear there, is there a director's cut or is there talk of a direct, was there a talk of a director's cut or something like that? But I thought any movie he releases, I'm waiting for the black rain director's cut. Like that's what I fucking want. So you're telling so Ridley, Michael Douglas. Yeah. But you're telling me Ridley at this time in your career, You've got this massive list of fucking hits. You're telling me that you're really under the thumb of the studio, or maybe you just need a better editor because you seem to not be able to take all your footage and either make a really good three hour film or real good three and a half hour film. It's like you have a general idea of what's supposed to happen. You put that out and then you go, Oh, but because I did such a shitty job delivering on the two hour version I've got a four hour version of everything that you can also go watch. I'm like, maybe you should just fucking, I don't know if he works with the same editor all the time. If he does, maybe it may be time uh, to change that situation. Uh, If you don't work with the same editor all the time, maybe go look at the films that like work really well and dig up that editor, whoever that is and work with that person. Cause I I don't think maybe his sensibilities in his, in the editing department are very good. Um, Yeah. Like I, uh, I would recommend at this point, don't bother seeing it in the theater. Just wait. Don't actually wait and don't rent it like in the sense of the $25 rental fee that it'll be when it first comes out. Just wait. Get a membership to Apple Plus or pay the $7 or whatever. Watch that. If you've got a big TV, it'll be great. Uh, there's parts, if you want to just fast forward through them, just do that. That's, that'd be cool too. You're probably not going to miss out on anything because the thing is so fucking hack and slash. There's no real continuity between, and by continuity, I mean connectivity between the things anyway. So if you just want to watch the battle scenes, just watch the battle scenes. You're really not going to miss out on anything. Oh, and if you're hoping to think that I was going to end there, I am going to leave on Rex Reed from The Observer, a colossal bore that is never passionate, exciting, sexy, or entertaining, save for exploding horses with their guts blown all over the landscape and that is our wrap for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast tell your friends if you want to get a hold of us reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com for it the other day uh, i'm in the car with my kid and my wife right and he was like dad how long is napoleon and i'm like oh i think it's like a two hour two and a half hour movie and my wife's like don't fucking watch it that movie's so bad she's like it's a waste of time you'll never get that time back don't fucking watch it and i'm like when did you watch napoleon and she was like napoleon dynamite <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> i'm like no <laughs> And I'm like, he's talking about the one I'm doing for my podcast. And she was like, 
you're doing Napoleon Dynamite for your... I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm I mean, like, we could. Really? And I would watch like, a two and a half hour cut of Napoleon Dynamite. That's that's was, another one that I definitely want the fucking director's cut of that film. I was like, no, man. I'm like, Napoleon, the historical figure. She's like, I don't know who that is. I don't know that movie. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.